You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jake Berger with a swing and a high drive in the air. Left field. Come on. Is it enough? And the Waltzie is gone. 3-1 pitch is swung on and hit high and deep towards the gap. Left center field, and it is off the wall. A two-run double for Josh Bell here in the eighth. Marlins postseason play has returned to Miami, and the Marlins battle is on in a quest for the World Series championship. Fox Sports 940 has you covered every step of the way. It swung on and hit high and deep the right field, so Winsky's going back onto the warning track, looking up. Does it have enough? Yes! Live from Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, there she goes! With a special edition of the Inside Corner. A towering bomb! Here's Steven Strong. Into the seats and right for Jazz Chisholm Jr. Kelly Sacco and Kyle Seeloft. All right, live from Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia on a Monday afternoon. It's a special edition of the Inside Corner on Fox Sports 940 and the iHeartRadio app, 866-801-0940. That's the number to call here. It's workout day before the National League wildcard series begins tomorrow night at 8.08 between your Miami Marlins and Philadelphia Phillies with Kelly Sacco, Kyle Seeloff, Skip Schumacher. I'm Steven Strom. Great to have you aboard. Uh, this is the first time that these two teams will meet in the postseason. The Marlins went 7-6 and six this season against the Phillies, but we welcome on here your manager of the Miami Marlins, Skip Schumacher. Now, Skip, great to see you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. And I think he's muted. Is he not <laughs> muted? Good start here. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. There we go. There we go. Um, Skip, I guess we'll first start with this. Um, been here as a player. Now you're here as a manager. What's the hope that – you can take away as your playing days and now you can sort of apply educate teach for moments like this I think we've uh, been talking about this situation from day one of spring training is you prepare for this moment um, so hopefully nothing creeps up on you uh, during a really intense game uh, because we have talked about different situations and um, they're teaching moments for 162 uh, for 180 if you or 190 if you include uh, spring training so um, uh, we're hoping that nothing is going to sneak up on us as far as like the, the game situation stuff. Hoping nothing st- sneaks up on me as a rookie manager. Um, but uh, I think uh, the environment is as intense as you're going to find in Philly, uh, which makes it fun. It was my favorite place to play in mm. the postseason. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, we have some success here. You got peppered with questions on the holiday stuff, which is really cool. Before I throw it to these guys, I do want to just ask you, your message the entire season was just win today. Where did you learn that, and why do you think it worked with this group? I learned it from Tony LaRussa. I learned a lot from Tony. Um, And the most important part of your day was to win today, um, whatever that meant. So take care of your family at home. um, And then when you get to the yard, you're prepping to win today. Learn from yesterday and, uh, you know, figure out how to win today. And I think when you do that, um, you're not chasing numbers. Mm. You're not looking at the scoreboard. um, And uh, you're constantly getting better. Um, and I think that's that's been the message, and um, and I think uh, you know he said that for years, and then in 2011, you know we were down 10 games, uh, you know starting I think uh, September 1st, right. 10 games out of it, and ended up getting in, and we had to take it day by day. You can't say win 10 in a row. That's it's an impossible task to think about, and uh, so when you go day to day, then it's it's uh, more feasible to mm-hmm. do something like that. Now, Skip, you mentioned the 
hostile type of environment that you find, especially here at Citizens Bank Park. Well, you guys got a little taste of that just over a month ago. How do you think the intense series that you guys finished here during the regular season, the way that series go, maybe maybe prepare the guys for coming into game one here, the wild card, if at all? Yeah, they, they know they can do it. Um, I think that's that's been the message, um, you know, throughout the years, uh, the whole year of like these hostile environments, um, big crowds, big situations. Um, you don't know if you can do it unless you've been there before and succeed at it. Um, and if you don't succeed in those big situations, why not? And then you learn from it. And a lot of those guys, I remember Sanchez hitting a huge home run, um, Soler pinch hit home run. I mean, there's a lot of big moments in in uh, in this uh, stadium this year that these guys have come through and um, against a really tough team that was, you know, in the World Series uh, last year. So I think, um, you know, watching these guys grow um, and uh, know that they can actually do it in big situations is a big deal in big crowds. And um, I think it's going to get louder than it was during the regular season. Um, so being able to, like, you know, listen to your listen to your breathing uh, <laughs> uh, and not, uh, you know, get too hyped up is going to be a big, big key for a lot of these guys. I think you always hear you don't know what you don't know. And there's a lot of guys that don't know what this is going to be like come 8.08 tomorrow night when the first pitch is thrown. You've been here. You've played in bigger games. You probably haven't managed a bigger game, obviously, but can you explain to us the postseason from the regular season and the intensity that you feel from the first pitch of the ball game? Yeah, I would tell you that um, when I was my first postseason, actually as a player, uh, you lean on uh, the other players that have been through it. Um, yeah, there's staff, and you know that's always great, but the guys like Yuli and Soli, and uh, there's some guys that have been through bigger situations and they're about to get in, um, and then they can lean on those guys for advice. Um, the game is the game. You have to remember it's the same game. Yes, it's louder, there's more cameras, there's more media, all that is, is real. Um, however, it's still the same game. Um, and I think that's really the message is like, you know, you come to the, the, the stadium right now today and you see all these cameras and um, there's there a million people want to get your, your, your takes on different situations. Um, and that's all part of it and that's great. But when the actual game starts, it's just the game, and um, and I think that's that's the biggest key that I had when I came in here against you know Doc Holliday, Game Five, and then in Game Seven of a World Series, driving into the ballpark, you're like, oh my gosh, it's Game Seven. If I mess this thing up, it's going to be on TV forever. <laughs> um, and that's like no the, the, yeah, I mean that's the thoughts that you got to get out of your mind of like you know the what ifs, and um, and so I think that's that's the biggest key. What do you focus on then to keep those thoughts out of your mind? Because we're all human, right? These guys are human. A lot of the guys have never been in the position before. I know we talk about this day in and day out, but where do you focus your attention to kind of make the moment not as big as it really is? You always fall back on your preparation, always. Mm. Um, and so I think that happened in spring training. Um, our staff never uh, stopped prepping these guys from day one, whether we were 14 games up or whether we were on this huge losing streak and end up being under 500 for a couple of days. Um, our message has never been... Uh, we did have a different message and our prep stayed consistent. Um, that's going to be the same thing when we prep these guys uh, for Wheeler tomorrow. It's going to be the exact same. We're not going to show any panic or any more pressure than that they're already going to put on themselves. Um, 
you feel different when you're prepared for a test than when there's a pop quiz, right? And um, I think that's uh, been the, the message for our whole staff, from our whole staff the whole year, and then there's not, not going to be anything different tomorrow. Marlins manager Skip Schumacher with us now in the special edition of the Inside Corner. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Kelly Sacco. Uh, Skip, I, I want to talk about the second half because it, it was a difficult start and you guys go on this run in September with 17 wins. But during that stretch, what do you think you learned the most about your team and the most about what you learned about being a manager in that tough stretch? Everybody talked about it being the toughest schedule or remaining schedule of, uh, of anybody trying to get to the postseason. Um, and for me, like, if we wanted to get to where we wanted to get to, um, you had to go through them eventually anyway. Right. Um, the fact that we got through them and we were probably going to face them in a postseason um, shows it showed the guys that we're good enough to beat those guys. We might, and we can compete against anybody. Mm-hmm. We've beat them. If we face them, if we get in and we face them, we know we can win. So that's why you just got to get in the tournament. You just so you're get, everybody has a chance now. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Someone, whoever we played, we have beat before. They've beat us. We've beat them. That's just what it is. Nobody's been swept by right. someone else in the postseason, right? Like, you have beat somebody before. So I think that's that's been uh, the best part of, you know, going into a postseason of, like, all right, we've played these guys. We've won. Doesn't matter Two who out of get. three here in Philly. Two out of three right. here. Both uh, times. But it didn't matter where we were going to go. It was my point. We have won. Right. We've beat that team, and they know that. Um, for me as a manager – uh, trying to stay as consistent as I could um, through that stretch. And that the messaging, um, you know, I never try to give them any peaks and valleys. I never try to react in the dugout. Um, the only time I would react is, is if I got caught off guard and mm. I didn't do something to prepare them for a situation. Were there moments like that? Did you have a couple of those? Um, there was a couple moments um, where, like, um, I didn't intentionally walk somebody even though the – if you ask analytics, you do not intentionally walk certain guys. Um, there was a cu- and but you know th- there are times that I should not have and I did, or maybe I went again against analytics and it backfired, or maybe I did you know, whatever it was, right? Um, so it wasn't lack of preparation. Um, it was just um, it, a couple things sped up on me a little quick uh, during certain times, and um, and I learned from it. And um, and it didn't happen a ton, but it did happen, and uh, and so I learned from it and, and hopefully grew from it. Last one for you, Skip. I know you got to run and take ground balls here. You've been pretty unemotional and stoic at times throughout the season, and I think that's a mark of a great manager. And the players see that you're even keeled no matter what. You said the other night when you guys clinch in Pittsburgh, you felt like a proud dad. I know it all <laughs> ratchets up tomorrow, but have you allowed yourself over the last 24 to 48 hours? to really let it sink in or ask yourself or think to yourself how proud you are of what this team that nobody wanted to give a chance has accomplished this year? It's funny you say that about like being a proud dad. So when I coached my kids, if they made a mistake, the first who they would look first at for a reaction was me. And if I gave them a reaction, it would make them feel worse. Um, and so I've always thought about that. I, I, mm. Like Even if I manage... I cannot show a reaction because then they will start reacting. Um, and Is that I thi- tough? Yeah. I mean, w- more for my kids. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> think about it. So we had a really uh, – the, the flight the other day was, like, tough to get out of, right? Like, right. It, we were bouncing up and down. It wasn't easy. 
if you look in the cockpit, those guys were like having a drink of water. It was no big deal, mm-hmm. right? I hope so. <laughs> it, it, you guys were in the back, we're in the back. right? You but they know. they were they were like nothing, no issues Even at all. Out. Yep. Drinking uh, whatever they were drinking. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully water. water. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Hopefully water. My point is if they grabbed the mask and put it on and just buckled <laughs> up, you would be like, oh, my gosh, we got to buckle up. Here we go. That's the same type of mentality I think about when Great I'm in the point. dugout, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if there's turbulent times going out there, they're going to look at you. And if you have make a mound visit and they sense some panic in you know, their so-called leader, what's going to happen, right? So you always have to be like, you know, even keel. This is the situation you've prepared for. It. Everything's going to be okay. Um, so I, I feel like that's going to be the same thing. Um, you know, there's going to be some, some you know, tough plays or whatever, some t- tough pitches um, uh, that you know maybe we want back. Um, but we have to stay as even kill as you can. Skip, thank you so much for the time. I know we're all really appreciative. Um, thank you again as always, and uh, we'll chat soon. Good yeah, luck. you guys have been awesome all year, for real. Like, I don't whatever happens, uh, you know, following you guys on Twitter and your reactions when we score and everything, <laughs> for real. No, it's cool to have, like, that much support from you guys, and my family follows you guys, all, you know, as well, so it's been pretty special. PR so said we'll you. get you for two winnings, 50 and the 6 tomorrow. So <laughs> <laughs> good don't luck. love you guys he that much. doesn't love us yeah. that much. All right, uh, all right let's take you. a quick break. and we get back, hopefully we get some more players. We're looking yeah. for Jesus Lazardo and Josh Bell. Stick with us. This is the uh, special edition of the Inside Corner on Fox Sports 940 and the iHeartRadio app. All right, back here at Citizens Bank Park on workout day for the Miami Marlins and Philadelphia Phillies. Stephen Trump, Kyle Seelaw, <laughs> Kelly Sacco. Man, we're fired up that you made us a part of your Monday afternoon. Game one is tomorrow in the National League Wild Card Series. It's going to be an 8:08 first pitch. Very excited. It's the first time that these two teams will meet in the postseason. The Marlins went seven and six this season against the Phillies. Took two out of three both times in Philly. And how about nine of these 13 games were decided by less than two runs? So we've got a lot in store. All right, let's get to the phones here. We've got a caller. Um, sounds like it's Chase from the car phone. Chase, what's going on? What's up, guys? Can you hear me all right? Just making sure. Never heard you yes, better, we, Chase. We how you doing, you. buddy? Let's go, man. Hey, Chase. How you doing? Doing all right. It's exciting. Congrats to you three. Uh, the excitement and and uh, loudness, we'll call it, that you guys brought to each and every broadcast was appreciated. The videos of you all cheering in the background, and Kyle, your calls were amazing this year. So congrats to you all. What an amazing feat getting to finally get to the playoffs after a 20-year regular season drought, as we'll call it. Um, they say, and at least Rick Flair says, to be the best, you have to beat the best, and you're yes. going against the national. Sorry, you're you're going against the National League uh, champions, and then you got to go through the Braves, who are your division champs. So we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's exciting, and I'll pause there. Well, we appreciate it, Chase. Chase. Do you, you have a question? Chase? What's, what's the, what's the question, Chase? I mean, it was very kind of him. Very kind words. Thank you, Chase. We always appreciate you. Do you have a hot take, Chase? Along. What yeah. do you have for us? What do you want to talk on. about? Yeah, he's gone. Chase. Chase uh, I guess he's phone. gone. All right, Chase. Okay, well, well, not well, the car phone. You. Probably on his cell phone <laughs> in the car, Stephen. But 
866-801-0990. Let me do that again. Nope, let's try again. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 866-801-0940 is the number to call. Numbers are zeros, by the way. We'll do that one more time. 866-801-0940. This is a great start. Great start, guys. Good programming. Oh, my goodness. Well, I thought first if if we get if we get another call, we'll obviously take it here. But I, I thought um, just some of your reaction, you guys, just with having Skip here, uh, I love the analogy that he used on the plane. Oh, because, loved first of all, it. we've had some rough <laughs> we plane have. trips, honestly. Like yeah, there's been times where we've looked around, it. but uh, the Kyle way that talked about it too I know, on the podcast, remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the way that he has handled this season, I. I, I I think that these players have to look at a guy like Skip in this type of environment and feel ultra comfortable with the man that's leading them. Well, there's no doubt about it, and I think that now that they're here, I think he deserves to be the National League Manager of the Year. We have talked about this. I don't think it's a team that took this underdog, everybody hates us, nobody's going to give us a chance mentality, but rather it was a team that stayed consistent all season long, They believed in who they were, and they simply thought that every single night that they went out on the field, they were going to win. It was not the underdog that nobody's going to believe in us, but they were very consistent. They created the culture. And, um, you know, I'll say this, and I was thinking about this this morning, and it it can be easy to forget about everything that's going on, you know, down the road. But Skip Schumacher has created a culture, and a culture doesn't last one season. Right. For as long as Skip Schumacher is the manager of the Miami Marlins, this team will have a chance at the playoffs. And I think, too, you, you mentioned how they didn't take that underdog mentality. I know that you mentioned, too, they didn't take that underdog mentality. But you know what I also think they did? I think they had the blinders on. You know those horses in Central Park, right? They've got the blinders on either side where they're not focused on anyone around them. Mm-hmm. They're not focused on the scoreboard. They're focused on themselves, and they're focused on their work. And I think that's one of the reasons why they found so much success. I think that in just in the world in general, the comparison game, it can be so detrimental to people. And they never compared themselves to anyone but themselves and being the best version of themselves and working on their own. And with that, the trust of what they can do and their talent and their hard work has resulted in them making the postseason for the first time in a regular season in 20 years. So just the right mentality, the confidence, the trust, it's been there since day one. It's been a heck of a lot of fun to watch. Sounds like we have another call here on the special edition of the Inside Corner. Um, I don't know if it's Juan. I don't know if it's Paulo. This is what our producer is uh, texting me right now. Um, it's Juan. Go Juan. ahead, Juan. How are you doing today, Juan? Juan. Hey, how's it going? Go Marlins! Hey, guys, we got a shot. We're going to take these guys out. We're going to beat the Phillies. Hey, Sue's going to throw a gem tomorrow. I've got this, man. We got this. I promise you, we're going to win and we're going to play the Braves. Let's okay, go, well, Marlins! Give me, give me, give me, give that me. a boy. All right. I think he's, energy. He Juan, doesn't need to ask a question. I, I, this is a fan line. If you want to come in and holler without a question, go right ahead. Juan, tee off. I need a series prediction. Talk to me. It's a best of three. I think okay. I think we're going to take the, the first two. I was looking at some stats Ooh. and uh, of the seven wins we got with versus the Phillies this year. I think Brax got two and Lusardo got two. So I, I got confidence in the lefties. We're going to take them. I love that he's looking up stats. All right, thank he you, Juan. Invested, thank you, Juan. I take agree. Care. Go I fish. do think. All right, that a boy. We'll call, chat dude. with you soon. Um, I do think if Lazardo can beat them tomorrow night, the Phillies are in a world of trouble. Right. Lefties are going to present a massive issue for the Phillies, not only mm-hmm. to start the game, but with Nardi and Scott at the back end of it. 
I think the Marlins keep this thing very close, and I do think these games will be low-scoring affairs, and I do really think the way the Marlins have handled Zach Wheeler, who has three no decisions yep. this season, they have beat the brakes off of Aaron Nola. If the Marlins take game one, they will win the series. It'll be interesting to see what Rob Thompson does with guys like Jake Cave and Brandon Marsh with those lefties, mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah, I think Christian pa – I don't think you'll see Marsh. I think Christian Pache is going to have to get a start because he's going to have to at least get a right back in there in the lineup. Um, the lefties will present an issue to the right. Phillies, uh, and I think uh, Lizardo has a ton of confidence right now. I agree. I think Lizardo, you heard him talk after his big, huge last start of the regular season, and it, it was his goal to go into this year in 2023. He's dealt with a lot of the injuries over the past. To go in, to go in healthy, and to give his team 32 starts is exactly what mm. he did. I think the way that he ended that game, even though technically that game, I guess, do we have a – do we know what happened in that Mets game? Is it like official – no, somebody sent result? me a tweet that it looks like it's now a Marlins loss. But uh, either way, regardless. the performance that Jesus Luzardo put on when the Marlins his statistics will stand though. His exactly yes, yeah, that's going to stand, yes. and regardless, baseball of already the said loss, he will get the ten strikeouts. He's going to get the ten strikeouts. He turned it on when the team needed him the most. Despite everything they went through over the course of that week, he stepped up. We know he's capable of it. He's proven it. And there's no better way for him to have ended the regular season than when an outing like that. You know it. That is a confident young man who's going to be on that mound tomorrow. It's great to have you with us right now. It's a special edition of the Inside Corner. Steven Trump, Kelly Sacco, Kyle Seelov. Let's get to another caller here. We've got Abel on the car phone. What's going on, Abel? What's going on, guys? First of all, brother, you guys did an amazing job this year. I mean, oh, Kyle, I, I keep calling him the GOAT. Because I love the passion you guys brought this season. Your check's in the mail, Abel. I mean, <laughs> and it doesn't hurt that he's a cane, so even better. So, Go uh, Canes, brother. brother. I, I Go just Canes. Think it, it's exciting times, you know, that we, that we get to have this show today, that we're talking about Marlins baseball in the postseason. I'm so proud of, all the, of the organization. Caroline has done an amazing job from the top down. Kim Ang has done an even, even better job. You guys, you, Rod, Gabby, Nelly, everybody. Just, it was an outstanding season. But I do have a question about tomorrow, brother. We're, go gonna, we're, we're not going to probably go with Arise at second, right? So we're thinking he's going to DH. No, Arise is going to so play second. Skip said he's feeling pretty good, oh. Abel. Oh, yeah, oh, brother. Okay, okay. We're cooking now. That's all we needed, bro. That's all we needed. So let's go, Marlon. Let's shock the world. All right, Abel. See what happens, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call, Abel. We appreciate the support, brother. Let's go, Marlins. All right, let's take a quick break here. Uh, coming up next, we'll get your game one starter, Jesus Lazardo. That's next on a special edition of the Inside Corner on Fox Sports 940 and the iHeartRadio app. All right, back here at Citizens Bank Park. It's a special edition of the Inside Corner. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Kelly Sacco. It's workout day in Philadelphia. We're fired up. To have you aboard. Jesus Lazardo joins us now. Game one starter for your Miami Marlins. Um, first of all, thank you very much for joining us. And what do you what does it mean to you that Skip is putting you in this position? You're the game one starter for this team that has had such a fantastic season. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, growing up in South Florida, uh, it's just a blessing, and uh, I'm ex extremely excited uh, just to take the field uh, in this environment and in this moment for the franchise. You know, I feel like it's a big moment for our franchise, and um, like I said, being a Marlins fan my whole life, uh, it's just an incredible moment for me. When you reflect back on everything that you've done this season, what are you most proud of? 
Uh, I feel like I'm most proud of being able to take the ball uh, whenever they asked me to, uh, whether it was five, six, seven days, uh, just having a full year of health and being available for my team. Uh, I felt like that's what I'm most proud of. Do you feel the pressure tomorrow? Uh, honestly, I I mean, it might sound a little corny, but I've always said it. I think pressure is a privilege, so I don't think mm. um, Ooh, I don't I like think that. like I'm, I don't feel pressure at all. I think if anything, uh, we love to have you know these big moments and uh, people kind of like relying on us that's what you dream about when you're a little kid so um, if anything I, I, we look forward to these moments take me back to 2019 you made a few starts and you made your major league debut and then you pitch game one of the American League wildcard series can you lean on any of that tomorrow night uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the only difference is I would say we had 65,000 people in the crowd there that night. Uh, they were rooting for me instead of against me. But um, <laughs> besides that, I just, I mean, the environment, I feel like once you get on that mound, uh, you tunnel everything out. And after maybe the first three pitches, maybe the first AB, uh, you kind of black out and you don't really, at least it happened to me, I don't remember anything uh, from around me. I just remember being wow. in the moment and knowing that, uh, you know, you're prepared for that moment. We worked so hard all year just for that, so... I know you have a lot of confidence in yourself, regardless of what goes on on the mound. But how much does it help coming off the start you came off of in New York? How much does that maybe help you even more coming into game one here tomorrow? Uh, it definitely helps just being able to um, to know that uh, that was a, a big game for us uh, just to try to make a push for the wild card. And uh, just being able to, to kind of get that under my belt uh, the last start before going into a postseason, I think that was uh, that was key for me. Jesus, you, you faced this Phillies team a couple of times. You're 2-0 against them. What are the challenges to this lineup? And I guess how much do you take from those starts and apply it to this one here tomorrow? Uh, I mean, there's a lot a lot to that lineup. They have a great lineup over there. Um, just a lot of, they you know, they, play, they match off each other well. Uh, they got a lot of pop, and they also got a lot of guys that get on base well. So um, it's, just, it's just a tough task of... Um, you need to be smart and be a little stingy with where you miss and, you know, especially who you miss, too. Uh, and like you said, these I mean, these guys have been in the playoffs, especially last year. You know, they made a crazy Hell run. Hell of a run. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, they're prepared for it and they like the moment. So it's just a matter of I, I, I do take some of my last previous starts against them into it. Um, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, you like to think of what you can lean on maybe a little bit, but at the same time, they're going to come out looking for that stuff as well. So it's a game of cat and mouse always. Uh, as far as an environment, uh, have you been to a louder stadium and the expectation for tomorrow atmosphere-wise? Um, I mean, I've been in some pretty loud stadiums, but I do remember early in the year this place was sold out, and it wasn't the playoffs. It was like April. Third. Yeah, it was right. April, and it got real loud a couple times. So. Uh, again, I mean, I, I I love it. I think it's it's great for the game. I think it's great for us. Uh, you know, like I said, we you grow up wanting to play in these playoff situations and in the pressure situations. So uh, this is what we dream about. The conversation surrounding yourself and others on this staff this season was reaching career highs and limits. And were they going to be able to do it? Were they going to shut you down? Can you take us through the dog days of summer when you started to reach those limits? Did you feel tired? Did you question how much farther you were going to be able to go? And how did you kind of fight through that? 
Um, I never, I never questioned how much longer I could go. I just kept saying, you know, I'm going to take the ball every five days and go as long as I can. But um, if I told you at times in the middle of the summer that I didn't feel kind of worn down once I was past my career high, it'd be a lie. But um, then again, that's when uh, I think, like you said, it's the dog days, and I think you got to hit that mentality that you know we still got a lot of the games left, and uh, we're going, we're trying to make the postseason, so we better get going. Just mental or physical? Uh, I, I think the mental aspect takes over the physical, and I think it uh, for me that it gave me that second win the last like two months of the season. Wow, uh, what gives you so much confidence in your team and your guys' ability to compete and succeed? Uh, I just think what we've done throughout the whole year and being able to. Uh, just never really give up like we have so many come from behind wins that it's uh, I think we might have set a record after the eighth inning in, in comebacks and uh, Just for just the fact that us as pitchers we know that when we Give up a couple runs early in the year at the end of the Right now uh, Tanner Scott is uh, taking a little photo This is live radio for you is folks. taking a photo so, so that's that's basically <laughs> that this team never gives up this this the offense here uh, you know we could be down going into the seventh eighth ninth but we know that we have faith in our guys and in in those bats uh, late in games that you know they can come up clutch Jesus Lazardo with us now on a special edition of the Inside Corner on Fox Sports 940 and the iHeartRadio app I want to go back to a story you had shared with us probably a month and a half ago where your friend stopped playing ball and you were going through it a little bit he ended up texting you has there been conversations after that about like, hey, like that conversation really helped? Is he is he possibly going to come here for this series? What's that update with? Uh, no, I mean, uh, like I said, he, he was a friend who it wasn't like a motivational speech by any means or nothing. We were just talking, uh, kind of catching up because we hadn't really talked in a long time. And uh, he that's that was just that little like tidbit that he gave me. He's sure. like, hey, you know, if, if today was the last day you're going to throw a baseball, like, you know, you're not going to go out thinking like, oh, I got shelled. You're just going to go out thinking like I gave it all I had or I didn't give it all I had. So um, at the end of the day, that's, I mean, it has helped me throughout every outing since then. I feel like I go out there and give it, not that I never gave it 100%, but uh, I feel like I really do leave it out on the line. And uh, at the end of the night, I could rest my head and, and know that I gave it all I got. Let me ask you this, Jesus, and I've said, and this is just my opinion from watching from afar and you guys this season. I have felt like you haven't taken it's the us against the world mentality and nobody believes in us and we're going to prove them all wrong. Instead, it's a diligent preparation has led to just confidence and going Quiet out there and winning yeah uh, am i making that i've said it so much now's a good time for me to ask if i'm right but like, <laughs> do, you, do you guys feel like the underdog and we're gonna show you or is it just like no we're confident and we're gonna go win a game yeah i think i think um you know I, the underdog it, it would make sense because i think a lot of people do have us pegged as underdogs but at the same time uh like you said i think we just go out there and try to prepare as, as best as possible and i think skip really um instilled that in us and the whole coaching staff that we just got to go out there and prepare and if we prepare our best then it should be good enough to win so um that's the plan that we always try to take is go out there and be as prepared as possible jesus we appreciate the time man. good luck tomorrow stick and it to him jesus yeah, can't wait to watch you. Yeah, let's do this thing all right we're gonna stay here right now okay we got one more Big break. We're looking for Josh Bell. We're looking for David Robertson. One of these guys. We Tanner Scott was just here. We probably should have sent him out to go get someone. But uh, we'll keep you here for right now, Kyle and I. Um, man, this is exciting. This is really cool, really exciting. Who's on the phones? Quiet Do we have confidence. any phone calls? Back in the studio, Jeff. No, Anybody on line one? Let's go to line one. Who's with us? No, no. Mark, right. Mark go ahead, Mark. Mark. Fire away. Mark on the phone. Go ahead. This is a fan for the show for the people. I can hear you, Mark. Hello, fellas. Talk to us. There he is. Hey. How you doing, Mark? What's hey. up, brother? 
Man, I'm doing great. It's uh, live here in Jacksonville. My wife and uh, sons were season ticket holders. We've made it down a few series. It's been just a really fun year. So just thanks so much for a year of entertainment. I, I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, strategy. And, and, and by the way, I think Skip deserves a ton of credit for never – um, for lack of a better word, panicking in the middle of the season when yep. we kind of were, were losing and dropped below 500 and kind of just staying with the plan. And I think that really deserves a lot of credit. Um, and kind of to that end, on a, on a, on a micro level, I, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of bunning runners over or, or bringing the infield in unless it's like super late in the game where it's kind of a last option. And I, I'm curious on things like that, um, does your strategy change at all um, now that the playoffs is kind of almost a do or die? You, are, are you adjusting? Are there things I can look for maybe like, oh, man, he's doing that now because of postseason? Or do you are you going to continue right. to kind of do the thing? I, yeah. I'll start here. I'll start here, Mark, and thanks for the call. Um, I, I think everything is contextual, but I, I also think that Skip has said it since day one that he's not going to look at every game differently i mean that that is what's got them here in a lot of ways they haven't panicked they've won each day or at least tried to i think it's it would be difficult for me to comprehend if i see skip you know not putting tanner scott in if he needs him to come in for a four out save i think he's going to do everything necessary to win the ball game i don't think a lot changes maybe you might see a little bit more small ball if it's a tighter game but i, I that's my opinion kyle what do you think I, I would say this, Mark, and I totally agree with Steven. What's got them here is not going to change, and I think we have to keep in mind the terrific blend of baseball that they're able to play now. The acquisitions of both Jake Berger and Josh Bell at the deadline have put them in a position where they're finding instant offense throughout games, and I think we've seen down the stretch that Skip is not opposed to putting Xavier Edwards in late to get a bunt down and to run and to put pressure on a pitcher, a third baseman, or a first baseman to field the ball and make a play. I think they have a terrific blend right now of what has got them here. Skip will not waver in what he's done all season long. They have gotten here by winning 84 games, and it's a collective. It's certainly much more we instead of me, and I do not expect that to change here tomorrow night, and uh, I can't tell you how, I'm excited, how excited I am to watch these boys rock and roll. Mark, let me hear a prediction from you. What do you think? Oh, as far as, like, how, the score, the, the, like, series? I'm talking about the series, this best of three series. How do you feel going into yeah, tomorrow I night with Jesus Lazardo toeing the rubber? I, I'm super stoked with that because you got a healthy. I mean, Scott has not been used, but if you look at the last seven to ten days, Tanner's he's had a lot of rest. Um, Jesus has been firing. I, I like us to to, um, to split the first two somehow, and then the third one, man, <laughs> I, I'm wearing a Marlins you go hat. Cabrera, what are you thinking? Trying, yeah, they're going Cabrera, and I just. Um, I, I don't see it. I don't see us pulling it out. But man, I've been wrong so many times this season. I I'm going to trust uh, what we've done so far, and I'm going to say that third game we end up winning it five four by scoring five in the ninth, and um, something crazy goofy like that is going to happen, and we're going to get through it. Thanks, Mark, for the call, and thank you for listening all season yep. long, man. Yeah, we really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Man. Absolutely. Let's get this thank thing. You. Hopefully, we can keep doing this thing and. Uh, and keep firing, and hopefully they can do this thing in Philadelphia. Thank you for the time, Mark. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, 
we'll hopefully get Josh Bell, David Robertson. We'll get someone on for you. Um, but if you are just listening and you want to chat Marlins baseball, 866-801-0940. Again, 866-801-0940. We'll have about 15 minutes when we get back from break. So line We'd up those phone lines. Let's you. chat We'd with love you. love to chat with you. All right. This is uh, the inside corner on the Fox Sports 940 station and the iHeartRadio app. Great to have you with us here on a Monday afternoon. Marlins Radio live from Citizens Bank Park. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Kelly Sacco. It's a special edition of the Inside Corner on Fox Sports 940 and the iHeartRadio app. 866-801-0940. It's workout day before the National League Wild Card Series begins tomorrow night at 8.08 right here from Citizens Bank Park between your Miami Marlins and Philadelphia Phillies, Kelly Sacco, Kyle Seeloff, Stephen Strom. Um, man, where, where do we want to go here? What direction we want to go in? Really nice conversation with Skip, Jesus Lazardo. Both of them um, seemingly kind of have the same personality. They're both even keel. They're both kind of locked in right now. And uh, like Kyle said, a, a little quiet confidence to this group uh, on this Monday afternoon. I think the players have taken the personality of their manager. I really do. I think they are cool, calm, and collected. They are not scared by any of this I, I i really feel that way and um well i don't know i i i just really feel like they have a great chance come tomorrow night i, I really really do um so we'll see but i'm so happy i'm thrilled for skip i'm thrilled for jesus lazardo this entire team and i said this i was on wyod earlier this morning i hope the fans can take a couple of moments over the next couple of days when that game comes on tomorrow night whether you're watching or listening that they are just as much a part of this, that this fan base might be a smaller one, but there are so many loyal people. It's not just the manager, the players on the field, members of the traveling party, members in the front office. Every single fan that has devoted 30 years to this organization should feel very proud, yep. and they should absolutely soak all of this in. You should feel just as happy as these players because, believe it or not, every single person listening and every single fan has played a part in the success of this team this season. 866-801-0940 is the number to call. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Kelly Sacco. Kelly, this is a team in the Phillies that made a pretty magical run last year. They ended up beating the St. Louis Cardinals in that nationally wild card series, then beating the Atlanta Braves, then beating the San Diego Padres to get to the World Series. The Marlins have come to Philly and beaten them two out of three times. What are some of your takeaways from uh, – this Phillies team and what the Marlins are going to have to do here in this series. Well, I, if you guys remember too, in 2022, this Phillies team got off to an awful start, yep. which resulted in the firing of their manager. And that's when they all kind of turned it around. It was a similar start for the Phillies this year as well. It not not nearly, I think, to the. But they struggled. Yeah. But they did struggle early. They did struggle early, and then they got hot late. And I think that the Phillies were really hot going into playoffs last season. Yep. My takeaway from the Phillies this year, you look one through nine, that lineup, those names, it's scary. It's it is. However, you know what's also scary? Marlins pitching. Yep. And I'm talking not just our starters. You heard from Jesus Lazardo, Braxton Garrett has been wonderful this year. These are two young guys doing things for the first time in their career, reaching career highs with every... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Outing they take on that mound. They have been phenomenal. But take a look at their bullpen. We had Tanner Scott here messing around with us earlier. Good to see him loose. He is Yeah, I know. Incredible. Why wouldn't you be loose if what you were Tanner Scott? <laughs> Just had a baby, incredible season. Incredible season, but just the arms in that bullpen, there's the one common thing you hear from opponents day in and day out is they do not want to face these Marlins arms. All right, let's go to the calls here. Let's go to Ben. What do you got for us, Ben? Ben on the car phone. Or cell phone, Ben. Sorry we keep saying car phone. This guy's unbelievable. Hey guys, um, I'm calling. I'm actually in, in my car right now. Um, I'm uh, I'm driving home from school. Just got off. I'm, I wanted to call in. Um, I'm real happy about the team. I've been to a couple games this year. I try and listen to the radio every night. You guys are awesome up there. You know, thank you thank guys you for what you guys do for this team. Um, I'm, I'm just real happy that they made it. I always thought it from the beginning of the year that we really had the chance. I was. Really happy with the deadline, with what uh, Kim Ang did at the deadline. I'm just, I'm real happy about where this team is going. I think they can really make a run this year. I think they can, even with Sandy and no. Yuri being out. I think they can. Good stuff, Ben. Thanks for the call. And I think you're absolutely right. They've got an outstanding opportunity this season. It's going to be really fun to see what they have to do tomorrow night. Ben, Thank what's you. been your favorite game so far? Let me ask you this. What's been your – I know you came to a couple of games, but what's been your favorite game so far? Man, I think my favorite game was that one where we, we beat the Yankees down 7-3, to three, came back, beat the Yankees 8-7. I mean, that was just a oh great game. That was an incredible I mean, comeback. I, I went to the game that, – that series, I went to the game on Friday. They lost that one, but, man, I was watching that one on TV – when they beat the Yankees. That was a great game. Yeah, there's been so many comebacks. Ben, thank you, first of all, so much for the call. And also, thank you for following us on Marlins Radio. Uh, anytime you're at a game, you tweet us, and hopefully we can come down and say hello. But we appreciate the call. Yeah, there, there's been so many of those comebacks for Miami this year. Just off the top of your head, you can think of uh, the, the Yankees one, the St. Louis Cardinal one with uh, – with, uh, with Hicks throwing the ball behind the first baseman and Yuli Gurriel scores. Jorge Soler's walk off against Washington. Um, and that's what you get when you have 33 one-run wins for Miami. Hopefully that translates into the playoffs. I don't, I, you know, I, I, there's certain things that I think translate to postseason, and I think there's certain things you just kind of have to throw out the window. The big home run teams, Kyle, I remember that was a big uh, topic for the Minnesota Twins a couple years ago, the Bomba squad. They got to the postseason and struggled to hit home runs. What do you think is translatable from regular season to postseason? Confidence. Yeah. Preparation. Because if you're confident and you're prepared, you're going to have an opportunity to win. The game is going to be nine innings long. The mound is 60 feet, six inches away, and the bases are still 90 feet away. So for me, what changes is everything is going to feel like it's a bit more hostile, mm. and you're going to feel it every pitch. 
there will be near 45,000 people here down your throat for three hours. But if you're prepared and if you're confident, they're going to have an awesome opportunity. And that's, that's you know, I think that's what gives me a lot of confidence in this ball club, to be honest with you. Yeah, I do too, and I, uh, I happen to agree with you, Kyle. Uh, we're still looking here. We might get another player, but if not, we'll hold you here until about 2.30. It's great to have you aboard. It's Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Kelly Sacco, special edition of the inside corner here from Citizens Bank Park. Getting you ready here for tomorrow's big, big game for Miami. First time making the playoffs in a full season since 2003. Um, what are some of the storylines that you're looking forward to in this series, Kyle? Well, I would go back to what we were having a conversation about with Kelly earlier. You have to backtrack, right? So the Marlins are now in the same exact position within reason that the Phillies are this season. Here's what's intriguing about it, though. Remember, it was the Miami Marlins who helped the Philadelphia Phillies backdoor their way into the playoffs last season after we went into Milwaukee and beat the Brewers in a series that helped those guys get into yep. the postseason. The roles have been reversed now, and I can assure you of this. The pressure is on the Philadelphia Phillies. Absolutely. They are at home. The Marlins have the longest odds in baseball to win it all. They will feel the pressure. They will feel and it. And it's different playing loose, loosey-goosey as a wild card Right, and I, I don't see it as house pressure. money, and I don't think the Marlins do either, but all the pressure in the world is now on the Phillies because they were in the same spot last year. Nobody was going to give them a chance. And they went in and they disposed of the Cardinals, who made a couple of bad errors late in the ballgame. Gene Segura actually got a massive hit. Series, right? Yep. So the, the Phillies know exactly the position, and it's a lot of the same dudes. Mm -hmm. Outside of Segura and a couple of others, it's the same guys. They know what it takes on this side of things, on the Marlins side of things, to accomplish what they did last season. That's what intrigues me about this storyline. The Phillies now have expectations. There weren't any last year. They backdoored their way in. They were the number six seed. Whatever fans here, you know, obviously Philadelphia fans, I think, are some of the best in baseball, truly. Um, they are ferocious, and they are mean, and they will boo you, and it might be one of the most loyal fan bases as well. But that team has a lot of pressure, and they will feel that over the course of the next 24 to 48 hours, especially if the Marlins get off to a good start. Again, I don't see this as the Marlins are playing with house money. I don't think they feel that way because they're confident, but the roles are totally reversed now. And the expectation is going to be that the Phillies make another deep run, and these fans want them to get back to the World Series, and it's going to be a little bit more tense on that side I this totally time I totally agree. I think there's a different vibe when you sneak in as a wild card team versus now you get a home playoff game for Philadelphia. I completely agree. I, I think there's one thing, too. I, I, I don't think... Miami wants to get into a boat race with this team. It hasn't really been their MO all no, season. Oh, they don't want to, no. I don't think that that's sort of the way that they want the game to go to. Correct. But Correct. We'll they pitch well. See. They, they pitch well. Yep. Bell and Berger are going to provide some instant offense. Arise is going to be back. He'll be in the field. We'll see about his mobility. They can do a little bit of everything right. They have a chance to win. All right, let's take another call here before we wrap things up on a special edition of the inside corner. Um, Out to the phone here? lines. Kevin, go ahead, Kevin. How you doing, buddy? Kyle, how's it going? Well, not bad. Could be could be a lot worse, brother. I could be on the golf course. This season could be over. We're playing playoff baseball. I couldn't be more happy. We sure are. Me too. Uh, quick question for you and the gang. Was there any time during this season where you had a, that feeling, well, like, wow, this this could happen? Like, we, we not only have, mm. like, there's, there's not just a hope and a prayer, but like, we have a chance. Like, Yes, this really I'll, could happen. I'll tell for you us. exactly. For me, it was, yep. it was that. It was that during the recent sweep of the Braves. That was just like okay. 
that was that was like a lightning bolt in, in the heart. Like, wow, we that was we your lock in the postseason. We're doing this thing. Okay, Kevin, good stuff. Thanks for the call. And I think uh, we've got about two minutes here, so the three of us can go around and talk about the one moment, and then we got to uh, hang up, baby. Um, here's my moment. I was on WYOD earlier this morning, and I said for one, I don't know why, but the moment that resonates with me the most when I was like, well, this is kind of odd. I mean, this could be special is when Jorge Soler hit the walk-off home run against the Washington Nationals. When we were down like four runs early in the season, nobody on, two out, they came back to win it. That, to me, I was like, man, then the Hicks stuff and the Yankees come back, Sanchez robbing the Grand Slam. But for me, when somebody asked me, the one thing that sticks out most, it was Jorge Soler's walk-off homer in the ninth inning over the Nationals. Ooh. Steven, you go first. Uh, I, I think a series in particular sticks out for me. The one against the Los Angeles Dodgers, first in L.A., because that was the number two seed now in the National League, and you heard about this vaunted schedule in September. Marlins probably should have won two out of three in Los Angeles. They came back home to face the Dodgers in another series. That was a long stretch where we were seeing a bunch of really tough teams. When the Marlins kicked the Dodgers' butt in game one and took two out of three, I thought to myself, this is the, the second-best team in the National League, and I don't think there's a big disparity. I think at that point I thought, all right, if everything kind of plays out here, the Marlins are going to get to the postseason. Oh, I am off mute. Okay, for me, what was it for me? I think it's not necessarily was a game in particular for me. I think for me it was the way that they responded to the struggles in August. Because I think in August everyone thought, okay, that's it. This team doesn't have a shot. They can't come back. Just as a whole, the way that they responded and turned around the performance they put on in September. Folks, thank you so much for listening here this afternoon. Tomorrow, game one. We're on the air. Marlins on deck starts at 7 o'clock. Jesus Lazardo toes the rubber for Miami. First pitch is at 8.08 with Kelly Sacco and Kyle Seeloff. Again, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. This has been a very special edition of the Inside Corner on the Fox Sports 940 station and the iHeartRadio app. Tell me what you want to do, what you going to do. What you gonna do, what you gonna do when they come for you?